Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Uh, start our afternoon with some football. Every time you think uh, that the games are going to be lousy, and I love nothing more than tweeting Mr. Tory and calling him on the Monday, on the Sunday when he drives down to Manhattan, and he's in a bad mood. He stops for his coffee. He's got 10 hours of football to do. Now, he was in a decent mood yesterday because he wanted to get out of that house, so he got a break to get out, uh, and I was saying, boy, you got some rotten football left and right. What are you going to get wrapped up in? Four o'clock is a disaster, and the NFL never really failed to um, deliver. I mean, they had the Raider game late. They had the Georgia game late. They had the Raven come back with Baltimore early, not to mention overtime in Cleveland with Tampa. And they had enough good football to get themselves and Steve Torrey through their day and Sunday drive and all those kinds of things. And I think we have, at least for the moment, seen the passing of the uh, old-style quarterback in the NFL. Russell Wilson stinks. I mean, we've discussed this forever. And he should not be the lead under any circumstances. I'll make it quick, but boy, if you can't score points, and yes, Carolina's got a good defense, but if you can't score a lot of points against Carolina or anybody else, you should fight with more of your teammates on the sidelines. What a disaster by Wilson. That was a trade that was an absolute fleece job by Seattle. Uh, they got players back, number one, and they got a lot of draft picks back. They may have found a quarterback at this point who might even be better than Wilson, and Wilson might be shot. I mean, that is one of the worst trades, as it turns out, and Listen, nobody can moan and groan about it because we all knew at the time that was a trade that if you were the Broncos with that good defense that you had to make. So nobody has the right to second-guess it now, and that includes me. But boy, oh boy, uh, you know, we saw a few signs last year about Wilson, which I think you know, worried some fan, worried some people. You know, even I saw a few signs. I didn't make too big a deal about it, but uh, obviously it has not worked out for the Broncos. They're stuck with him. They gave him a fortune and he has done absolutely nothing all season long. He has been a disaster. They're wasting a good defense in Denver, and I'm not too sure what the solution is. You can't cut him. You want to fire Nathaniel Hackett? Go ahead. You want to tell me you get somebody else who's better, and I, I grant you that Hackett is not uh, Red Miller, go look him up uh, from the Orange Crush days, but uh, he is answer and problem number one. Problem two is Rodgers, and I know Mike Tirico tried to spend most of the early parts of last night telling us that Green Bay were, was 4-6 and six the year they used the game in Philadelphia to make a great run to win it all in 2016, and somehow the Packers, Mike told us they got a lot of help. Where did the Packers get help exactly before yesterday's game? The one Washington won. I mean, where did they get help? Why? Because Seattle lost? I mean, but Washington won. So I don't know where the help came. I know you want us to watch the game, but geez, take it easy. Uh, the Packers were a 4-7 team by uh, by Rote. That team stinks. Can't stop. You know, their defense is incredibly overrated. All these great analysts telling us before the year begins how great these defenses are. I heard it about the Chargers, who Bosa never plays. I heard it about the uh, Packers. I I heard about the Eagle defense, which stinks. They ran up and down the field all day against them. Uh, that Eagle defense is not a championship-level defense by any stretch. The best playoff defense that I have seen in the NFL so far is San Francisco. Uh, Minnesota's defense, uh-uh. Buffalo's defense, uh-uh. Philadelphia's defense, uh-uh. I, I don't know if there's a better... Uh, Kansas City's defense, certainly not. I don't know if there's a better defense in the NFL on a good team than... You now, they don't have the quarterback that everybody else has. Allen, Hurts, 
you know, the offensive explosion necessarily, but their defense is by far the best defense I've seen from a playoff team. But, you know, Rodgers, you know, hurts himself. You know, I know Collinsworth is going gaga over Jordan Love. Can I make a – can I see a little more, Chris, besides a, a pickup game uh, late in the fourth quarter on a Sunday night when a team is out of it about Jordan Love? Please. I mean, oh, look at the arm strength, blah, blah. Uh, enough. Enough. Packers and Rodgers. And he is not through like I think Wilson might be, but – but I would be a little concerned about where he's hurt right now. Now we found out he's got a broken thumb. We made sure we highlighted that for 40 minutes last night. And uh, the Packers getting romped by Philadelphia, passing of the guard there in the NFC North. They're out, so is Denver. Brady, listen, I feel bad for Brady in a lot of ways. Uh, I said this before this season began. Uh, stick with it. Uh, I don't. It has nothing to do with his personal situation. We never, Tom and I now are bros after the Hall of Fame pronouncement by Mr. Brady, which I am in for life for it. I sent it to every person I can think of in America. But, I mean, it's not going to happen for the Buccaneers. You cannot go into Cleveland and Jacoby Brissett and lose to the Browns under and score 14 or 17 points along the way in doing that. Their defense allowed Cleveland to go down the field early and late to lose the game. And, you know, Todd Bowles is not a genius with timeouts. We saw that again yesterday in the late in the fourth quarter. And they just didn't score enough points. Missing deep throws down the right sideline. I mean, you know, the Brown defense has not been great as of late. And, you know, I know Miles Garrett's played really well. But other than that, it's not a great defense. And they had a lot of trouble with in them in, uh, with Pat, the Bucks did in that scenario. They might beat and win the NFC South. They might beat next Monday night the Saints. Another Joe Buck, Troy Aikman special. When you opt for the one network with the one game, you're going to get buried with garbage. And they have been buried with a lot of garbage all year long. Last week, tonight, not with standing and of course next week's game four and eight saints five and six bucks nothing to write home about and tampa still might make the playoffs by uh, you know basically by attrition because that division is so bad but i'm not too sure if brady made the right call at the end of the day by coming back and playing this year uh brady tom had nothing to, no reason to run back and play he's one of these the all-time greatest we all know about the seven championships he played wonderful football last year to me he bit a little bit bit more off than they can chew by returning. They've, it wasn't going to be the same. It hasn't been. Arians is out and injuries along their defense and, and that team's just not that good. So Brady, 5-6. and six. Rogers 4-8. and eight. And of course, Wilson with that mess uh, in... Um, uh, you know, in the uh, uh, in the uh, in in Denver, and then finally, let me just do one thing on the Titans. Uh, no more on the Titans. All right, I I know my buddy and my cohort there, and by the way, I beat him again, Mike Lombardi. I know that he loves Vrabel, and I understand that. You know, Patriot need. Works with not a whole hell of a lot when Tannehill is his quarterback. But enough of Tennessee. They went to Buffalo. They got destroyed. They went into Tennessee, although competitive, still lost. Uh, and they lose again yesterday to Cincinnati without their running back. And without their best receiver, they still lose the game after they had everything to play for based on what happened in the divisional round last year. And they got buried by the uh, a horrendous penalty late in the game, which took away any opportunity. Tennessee, and listen, I understand that you know they, they, he does a good job with what he's got to work with, but they get four games every year in that horrendous division. Really six, if you count the Colts. They play in the worst division in football. There's four, four to six wins every year right at their fingertips. They have to do nothing 
nothing to win the game, and they can't beat a good team. And so I'm going to throw Tennessee in that mix, too, as a little overrated. And if you ever bet on them, and the fat guy in rapid, yes, him, uh, you know, said make a run at him, so did Mr. Lombardi. Uh, take the, he picked him. I said, you know what? He's been awful lately. He get the one right, and, he, and they lost. And, and they were outplayed, and they did nothing offensively. Henry was stopped. They had no plan B. I mean, their defense, without Cincinnati having a lot of weapons at their disposal, again, no chase, no running back. They made Perrine out to be freaking, uh, you know, Charles Alexander. Look him up from 50 years ago. And Higgins and all those receivers, that's a horrendous loss to a team that you feel you owe something to against the Bengals when they beat you last year in that same building. And nine sacks allowed and everything else, you did absolutely nothing. So uh, I don't want to hear about Tennessee. Brady's walking into a tricky spot. Wilson might be shot. And I'm tired about the Packers and Rodgers. No more Green Bay on TV. No more Denver on TV. If NBC doesn't flex out of that Kansas City-Denver game next weekend, uh, there needs to be an examination and there needs to be an investigation. Because KC-Denver is next Sunday night. They got to get out of that game and get out of that game fast. 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 And it's funny about it's funny about football. Um, I never do this, but I tried the over with Washington, Washington State on Saturday night in a parlay. It was 28-27 at the half. 60 and a half was the number. I actually can go to bed knowing that I was going to get the first half of it. And I was absolutely convinced that I would get the parlays that I had won on Saturday, the back half. I had the Chargers on one end, Tennessee on the other. I was absolutely convinced. At 5-1, to one, I said, ah, what the heck, let's try something else. So... I did it. He didn't want. The fat guy was lost. But I did it. And I said, let's try a couple of overs. And this is at 12.59. Here it is. I planned the whole weekend. Let's take the Washington, Washington State over. The quarterback is excellent. He'd be a good pro. Panic. He'd be an excellent, excellent pro. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, You got him. He throws the ball. He can run the ball. He's great. He's going to be really good. But you have Washington gets that over easy. Oklahoma and Texas Tech, I give Lombardi credit for that. It was 45-45 in the fourth quarter. 60-something was the over. We matched him up with Tennessee because the fat guy fell in love with Lombardi too. He loved the Titans. And for whatever the reason, I never learned my lesson with the Chargers. They make you sweat no matter who they're playing, win or lose. And as a result, last night, the same thing goes. I lose both of those badly. I cannot gain going and what I do is I decided 12.59 after a long jog ah what the hell let's try the Raven over with the Raider over 10 seconds before a kickoff Ravens and and uh, Jaguars scored 25 points in 6 minutes and the Raiders and the Seahawks have it done at the half it's weird how it works don't bet but here's what I want to talk about today UConn hey, UConn Timmy, Timmy Russo's UConn. And Walton loves that freshman. Oh, my oh, God. He couldn't the, stop talking about uh, him. Bill Walton loves the freshman. Oh, my God. Now, listen. Anybody comparing anybody to Walton, who is one of the top three or four centers in the history of college basketball, Kareem Russell, one of the, he's the third. He's number three in the history of college basketball. And as I've said a thousand times, uh, for a year or two, there is not a better NBA center I've ever seen than Walton's Trailblazer team in the late 70s. Uh, you know, Stephen A., yes, you were 10. The late 70s Trailblazers with Walton, that was a big time team. And he was, but Walton now loves this UConn freshman. Is it Donovan Klingon? That's his name. 
Oh, does he love him on and on and 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 Dick and, and Walt's a little bit like Vital when he does the game. You get a lot of things when you're watching a game with Bill Walton. You don't just get the ball game. You get a lot of things with Bill. Anyway, I'm off the beaten path. Wilson stinks. I'm tired of I'm tired of Rogers. See you see you next year. Tom never should have come back. Tennessee, I can never bet on. And the fat guy in Rapid. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog Jelly Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.